It's been almost a year since Swansea Council picked Urban Splash as its strategic partner to support delivery of the city's £1 billion regeneration programme. It's two years since that search began, and these early stages of a project that will lead to redevelopment of several strategic sites around the city could not have happened at a more challenging time. I'm Damien Wilde from EG, and I've been tracking the project closely since its inception. I caught up with two of the team from Urban Splash who will lead on the delivery of what is an ambitious programme of renewal. David Warburton is Urban Splash's land director, and Jonathan Falkingham is, of course, its co-founder. The business is known for regeneration, but this is the first time it's worked on a city-wide project. Here they talk about parallels with their other projects and the city that Swansea most reminds them of. Falkingham also talks about how he ended up on the Gower Peninsula and in Swansea as a child. You really won't hear a better story on a podcast today. But I began by asking Warburton what Urban Splash had been up to between being appointed preferred partner last September and being confirmed this month. So welcome to you both. David, since we spoke last September, just days after you'd been selected as preferred partner, what's been achieved since? We've been working on the um, partnering agreement um, with council. So this is a hugely ambitious 20-year development and investment partnership um, between Urban Splash and Swansea Council. Um, and I think, as uh, people will know, we've just very recently announced that we've entered into that. So there's a huge amount of work uh, being done to actually get there. So we're absolutely delighted uh, that we're now uh, married to the council, uh, as it were, for uh, a couple of dec- decades. Um, alongside that, we've been working really hard uh, to understand Swansea and its communities, uh, to really get under the skin um, of the city and, and to really understand what, ma- what, what makes this great city on the beach uh, tick. And I think we felt that's really important um, before we start to develop any detailed plans, um, you know, rather than just sort of parachute in and um, import ideas um, concepts and proposals to actually work from the grassroots up. So we have started work also on those um, proposals for three of the seven sites within the portfolio, including the fantastic new uh, city waterfront site, which is broadly where the Pacific Centre, uh, Swansea Civic Centre is um, at the moment. Um, and both for that one and the other couple of uh, major sites in the portfolio um, we're looking to have a proper engagement with local people, local businesses um, on these first set of plans um, in the early part of next year. OK, so married now, engaged last September. Yes, yes. Pre- preferred. Well, promi- promised, I think. Yes, promised last September. That's right. Yes, that, right. That's what it was. So we walked along that waterfront and just past the Civic Centre and talked about, you know, the, the shops, the the homes that might uh, might one day be seen there. What sort of time frame are we looking at? Uh, so so the, the building itself, as in the Civic Centre, um, is due to be vacated not until 2025, so um, a few years uh, away yet. Um, but there are some opportunities to repurpose parts of the building um, in advance of that. Some of the services are moving moving out uh, a little bit before that. Um, so that will give us the opportunity to really look at opening a building up to the public, um, but not just as somewhere where you know you go and pay your sort of council tax or whatever, but where you actually go, uh, you can enjoy a drink, um, you know, you can have a meal, 
um, gallery space, exhibition space, um, some you know some really flexible um, sort of visitor type um, activities, uh, which we think we can now get in there uh, pretty early, pretty early. Um, in terms of the balance of the site, so the actual car parking areas or the landscape areas, um, there is a portion of, uh, of the site, so the, the car park, surface level car park, which is closest to the new arena, um, which we think we can bring forward uh, sooner. Um, so you know, we're looking at plans there for a first phase of uh, residential with active mixed use at ground floor level. Um, connected back and into the city centre through uh, Fjordham Moor, which is an elevated route to the sea, um, you know, a landscaped um, park, it's a linear park effectively at the higher level uh, to connect people uh, right back into the city centre. So, um, you know, so people will be able to uh, stand on the uh, main shopping street on Oxford Street and see a sign saying to the beach and actually walk or cycle and um, straight down and through and onto the beach um, for the first time in probably a couple of hundred years, um, certainly since the, the railway and, and Oystermouth Road and so forth were, were, were put in. So really reconnecting uh, the city and its fantastic new uh, waterfront district, which will be developing over the coming years. Thank you. Well, very exciting. And uh, and Jonathan, we'll, we'll come back to your long connection um, with the city uh, shortly. But just just thinking about the environment that we're in, I said in um, in my intro that these were tough times when the search was launched, thanks largely to COVID. They've only got tougher since, really. You can add in inflation, especially construction cost inflation, soaring energy bills, cost of living crisis in a city that has some of the most deprived areas in Wales. Does How does that affect planning or are the timeframes you're looking at um, beyond that? Well, there's no question that we we are in a, in a more challenging time now than when we were selected. Um, and I think, I mean, what's quite interesting, though, is we're dealing with a number of different sites across the city uh, simultaneously. And I think that within that, there's an opportunity to kind of bring forward elements of those to suit um, kind of market demand as it, as it kind of exists in the moment. But I think, I think something quite important to us is how we, and particularly on certain parts of the site, uh, and particularly the waterfront actually, is how we engage with local businesses and local entrepreneurs and I think, you know, we, we've, we've been very used to um, tackling um, regeneration projects in difficult periods of economic history and finding creative, energetic partners to work with to bring life and vibrancy back to, uh, back to those areas and actually stimulate um, a kind of um, uh, stimulate energy and vibrancy to the, the make a new district really kind of start to shape up and, and exciting for other businesses to move in and other um, and people to move in and to live and stuff. And so we, we think we're dealing with probably two or three of the city's best sites. Um, and so I think our task, our job here is to really establish, really establish them as great places to uh, to work and great places to live and great places to visit and i think uh, i mean david touched on the kind of waterfront side i mean I, just looking externally at the city um i'm thinking well it's 
uh, it's a city that's got this an incredible waterfront, but it doesn't really talk to the waterfront as a, as a, as a city. So I think that's probably us, the single biggest thing we want to try and address and encourage as many people to, well, to reconnect the city to its waterfront, um, get people visiting the city, moving down to the uh, waterfront for as many different reasons as possible. And I think that makes it not just a great place for people to live and work and enhance the, the kind of that proposition for the city, but it also makes it a more attractive city to visit. Um, you know, you can encourage the visitor economy uh, there, and, and, and that is definitely improving already. But I mean, there's there's lots of opportunity to to improve on that. So I wonder whether you um, whether you see a parallel in Swansea with other places that you've worked, and your point there about um, your experience in working through challenging times. Whether you see a parallel in in the environment and the climate as well? Uh, no, definitely. I mean, you know, uh, Swansea's got an incredible. Um, kind of industrial heritage um, as a port, uh, you know, as a very significant port, but also as a significant location for manufacturing and engineering and stuff like that. And and I, I guess if you look back to our early foundations of business, looking at Liverpool and Manchester, very, very kind of similar kind of industrial heritages. Uh, and all those cities have really suffered from the decline of of the port and the and the industry and if you take Liverpool as a specific example which is where I live and where we actually started Urban Splash you know it's it's foundations as a place and it's incredible growth and success through the Victorian period was in was in very large part down to its um, uh, relationship with the river and the sea um, and that's what really drove the economy and drove it as a place. Um, Swansea's got very very similar um, in that you know, it's got a, a, a really big river, it's got the port infrastructure, and it's got the sea access accesses. So, too, but of course, um, as with Liverpool, the water's edge was all about commerce, industry, shipping, warehousing, manufacturing, um, and the citizens' relationship to, to the river in Liverpool was actually a very disjointed one because actually it was all is dominated by docks so you couldn't you could barely see the river probably from most of the city hmm. uh any day and uh, and it took it's taken liverpool a long time to reconnect with the city and, and interesting whilst it's gone through all the challenges of the declining port and with that goes declining industry um the its future its future kind of its future success really relies on the same thing the river uh, connecting it back to the river because it's such an amazing amenity and uh, all, all kinds of levels. So I think there's a very, very strong parallel there. I think Swansea has already embarked on this journey of reconnecting to the to, to its water's edge and it's, and it's made some really good moves there. But there's still lots more to go at. And probably the single biggest thing that Swansea's got that, say, a city like Liverpool doesn't have, um, approximately anyway, is a massive beach. You know, it's got a four-mile beach which the city, which, which I think there's a real opportunity for the city to really make a lot more of. Okay, thank you. And David, it, it, in Rob Stewart, it's, it's leader, there's one of the, the most dynamic, I think, and possibly impatient um, local authority leaders around. And if I think back to uh, the first conversation I, I had with him around this project was when he was um, looking for a partner, he said, what we don't want to do is get into a relationship that doesn't create things on the ground. Now, now he's married um, to you. I wonder if he's putting pressure 
on you to accelerate? Um, in, in a, or in procreate, a very, perhaps. Uh, well, yeah, watch, watch where we go with this, uh, David. But uh, no, in a, in, a, in a nice way, uh, Rob, Rob is. Um, Rob, um, the leader, of course, as, as are um, the rest of the cabinet um, and, the, of course, the officers, the executive within the council are hugely ambitious um, for the city. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's demonstrated by the, the fantastic achievement that, that, that's already been uh, therefore to see in terms of the new arena, the Swansea Arena, um, which is now really helping uh, put Swansea on the on the national, um, if not um, the international map. Yes, I mean, Swansea is really getting noticed um, uh, out there now, we, we, we spotted. Um, so I, I think Rob, Rob uh, the leader, obviously has delivered that. Um, he is now impatient, um, quite rightly, uh, for further successes and, and even higher realisation of higher ambition. Um, and uh, I think announced just very recently the uh, new Skyline uh, proposition and sealing the, the deal with Skyline, which will see um, you know, fantastic new visitor attraction and opening Swansea over the next few years, taking people right up onto the hillside and then with the opportunity to uh, uh, to sort of whiz down there via a luge uh, run. So uh, yeah, encourage people to go and take part in that. Um, I, I think though, um, you know, that, that said, um, obviously the council's focus is now going to be on um, what happens with us and, and how we work together going forward uh, and how we really build on those fantastic uh, foundations that have already been put in place. Um, and again, for me, it's not just the sort of physical uh, deliverables that are important um, and show, um, you know, a real can-do attitude of the city. Um, it's also the relationships and partnerships that the council itself has already developed um, to actually enable those to come to fruition. Um, you know, so there is this sort of power, this productive sort of power network uh, sitting there now in in Swansea, uh, which we uh, splash and indeed our other partners and, and no doubt other developers um, can really plug in and, and, and motor forward. So, well, having been on that luge in New Zealand, I'm very excited to see that materialise over, over here. But I, I wonder whether you, you, you talked earlier about the public consultation about to get underway and you talked about some of the partners there. And this is, of course, a much bigger project, an even bigger project to, to Swansea, 60 acres or so, seven seven key sites and plenty beyond, I'm sure. Is, are you dealing with those other partners as well? Are you trying to coordinate um, efforts to, to have a citywide view? Um, we are, indeed we are. And, and of course, I think that's a really important, really important point you make there. Uh, Damon, that you know, Urban Splash is not just partnering with the council on seven sites with a you know defined red line uh, around each of those, which yes, does, does total 63 uh, acres uh, in total. Um, we're engaged with the city on the long-term regeneration, revitalisation of the of the city of Journey, which it's already uh, you know started and is well underway, um, but we, which we'll, we'll be working um, hand in glove now with the council. Um, over those next next couple of decades, um, and part and parcel in that um, does mean um, uh, engaging with other partners who are already on the ground, such as the Skyline. And, and I was with the Skyline uh, board uh, just last week. Actually, they came over from New Zealand uh, for a visit, so I had the uh, privilege of being able to catch up 
uh, and talk through their exciting plans and yes and to think about how skyline and the luge run uh, and everything else uh, that ultimately happens up at the harvard couple work sites how that in turn will relate down to the city waterfront and and how is a a collection of investors and partners in the city and um, we can make sure that um the the, the, the individual components really uh, work together um, and and each site and each scheme um has its own sort of individual personality um you know to attract people either to visit or to live or to to work uh, but also how they work together as a as a whole as a city whole uh, proposition thank you and uh jonathan urban splash has a reputation for preserving assets and preserve preserving heritage of course something that's only become even more important as we um, as we focus on the E of ESG, right, rightly more and more. Is that um, was that part of the reason why the the council selected you, and is that your priority in in dealing with the um, the the places and the and the buildings that you're you're confronting in Swansea? Yeah, I mean the opportunities in uh, the opportunities that they were presented to via Swansea um, include a wide variety of sites and, and in different conditions. There are sites with existing buildings and existing infrastructure on, and what we've always done actually as a business is where where there are sites with really good infrastructure and buildings, irrespective of condition almost, is we've really analysed uh, what's good and bad about those. Um, and found create you know uh, and it's the the property is is, is an industry is an interesting industry in that it seems to have a fairly formulaic approach to lots of things and if you're a housing developer you build houses and they're a bit like this and if you're a commercial developer offices are a bit like this um, and retail's a bit like this and and it's very sectoral um, and we've never done that really we've just gone and looked at the opportunities as they're presented to us and think oh wow that's an amazing building. Um, it could work for residential, it could actually work for hotels, it could work for commercial space, it could work for workspace, it could work for, uh, you know, um, and, and we've found solution, uses and solutions that fit the building. So we haven't come to it with a specific agenda. And I think in, in, in Swansea, we've got an amazing building on the water from the Civic Centre, uh, which is, you know, one of Swansea's kind of key kind of brutalist buildings. It's their old county council headquarters. And it's an amazing building. Um, and actually, you know, first thing for us is looking at how we can reuse it. Um, and we think it's very easy to reuse. <laughs> A lot of buildings are, if you if you apply yourself in the right way uh, to, to thinking about them and you've got a more creative approach to thinking about solutions. Um, and that's why you'll see when you look back through our portfolio of projects, um, we, we've dealt with a, a myriad of different types of buildings and, and, and injected them with and loved those buildings and found really we found really interesting ways of dealing with the architecture but the architecture is never really the problem to be honest the problem is persuading um your customers your occupiers to come on the journey with you and get excited too um uh, but i but certainly on the waterfront and with the civic center which is the probably single biggest existing building yeah, I'm very confident that that will be a very desirable location to come and locate, whether you're working, coming, opening restaurants, cafes, but whether you're, um, you want to live there or in, indeed stay there. So, um, so yeah, and yeah, if that answers the question.
It does. I think persuading people that this is somewhere to go, not to pay their parking fines, but to have a, a yeah. nice cup of coffee or a meal shouldn't be the hardest task you faced. No, no, not not at all. And the building, and actually the building's still occupied. I mean, unlike a lot of buildings we've tackled in the past, um, this building's still occupied and in really good condition because it's being maintained. I mean, yes, it's a little bit tired and a little bit unloved possibly, um, but that's not that difficult. I mean, normally we're dealing with buildings with trees growing out of the roof and things like that. So, mm. um, you know, so we're, 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 we've got a good starting point here. Okay, thank you. And David, this story seems to fit quite nicely with the, um, or be quite compatible with the government's levelling up agenda and, uh, you know, trying to turn places like Swansea or bridge the gap between places like Swansea and perhaps places like London or or other um, bigger cities. Is that a consideration? And um, is this something that the central government is interested in as well? Yeah, very, very much so. And I think, you know, we, we really welcome uh, the opportunity to uh, bid and hopefully secure uh, some levelling up um, investment um, alongside the council um, for a number of the, the sites within within the city centre here in Swansea. Um, and really, you know, levelling up at, it, at its heart is all about um, uh, unleashing the power of the, the sort of private sector in tandem with the public sector and the community uh, to drive forward around the shared agenda. Um, and we're ultimately the recipients of that agenda, i.e. the people who live and work um, in Swansea, both now and who will move there and really become um, the, the area's best advocates, you know, the best ambassadors um, for the area um, and therefore ensure that what we deliver as a business and jointly with the council is, is truly sustainable um, regeneration um, so that we don't just, uh, you know, get some cash and um, do, do some short term fixes, uh, which don't ultimately endure. So, you know, the ambition here is to level up for, for good. Um, I think the other, the other really exciting thing around the leveling up, leveling up agenda um, is focus also on the, the sort of green and clean um, uh, credentials um, of leveling up uh, projects. And again, um, I think here, in Swansea, as with most uh, or indeed all urban splash uh, projects, uh, I think our, our motto, our, our operating principle is uh, anything that moves, we, we grieve it um, and anything that doesn't, we, we plant it. So, um, you know, we, we've got a big environmental and ecological um, uh, agenda behind behind all of that. Uh, but again, you know, levelling up is the opportunity ultimately to activate local people um, around a particular shared agenda um, and to get them to effectively invest their time, uh, resource, um, uh, effort in their city alongside the private sector and others um, who, are, who, are, who are driving forward uh, a broader regen agenda. And does that mean local supply chains where possible, keeping as much money in that local economy as, as can be achieved? Uh, it, it absolutely does, uh, Damien. So, you know, buy local, buy social um, as the default. So Urban Splash is a member of the a corporate member of the Social Enterprise UK um, organisation. Um, so we'll be looking for local subcontractors um, and we do operate a very um, ethical approach to procurement, um, say local first, and also we, we run a quality and cost um, 
place to sort of tend the competition process. So, you know, we, we factor quality in there very much alongside um, cost uh, considerations. So, you know, we, we are all about investing in our local communities. Um, we won't just do it through the sort of local supply chains and local um, contractors and so forth. So we're also committed to um, providing training and, and enterprise apprenticeship opportunities as part of uh, the broader Swansea uh, portfolio. So that means co-designing with local partners, um, those sort of uh, training uh, and apprenticeship opportunities. So working with uh, two universities and Gower College, for example, uh, to make sure we're targeting that activity in absolutely right um, places. Uh, and we also do quite a bit of, I will be doing quite a lot of uh, mentoring um, and placement opportunities with local schools. So starting, you know, at a very early age uh, and again, you know, getting those future citizens, if I, if I call uh, the youngsters that are absolutely engaged in, in, in building their city. Thank yeah, you. I mean, I, and uh, Jonathan. No, I was just no, I was just going to add really that it's a real that kind of engagement for us has always been quite critical because what we need to develop right across our range of partnering really is local advocates, um, and the, and the local advocates start can and can be in all kinds of different disciplines, not from you know start businesses, but you know, you know right through to the supply chain and um, and training and all. But, but through through local advocacy, we build momentum and confidence in in our projects, and and a, a sense that they are rooted, a real sense that they are rooted in with local local people, uh, and it's not just you know some big property company coming and and, and building some buildings. Uh, so it's a very important part of what we do. That. And speaking of rooted, I can't let you go, John. Without asking you about a camping holiday you took in 1976, I believe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can you tell that story? Uh, I, I don't mind telling. My mum doesn't like me to tell the story, really, because. <laughs> but my my parents, um, is yeah, my parents were um, were born, well, I was born in the 60s, and my parents were pretty much hippies. You could describe them as. So we had a very strange upbringing as kids, and kind of. Um, we weren't very static, you know. If there was a new idea, uh, we we moved. We moved quite regularly, actually, um, for a whole variety of reasons. Um, but we went through a period as a family uh, where we weren't. We didn't really have much money. My parents were both unemployed at the time, and we were up in a village in Yorkshire, which is where we're from originally. Um, and it was a really tough village, and they just decided one day um, that we they. If, if you're going to be poor, why don't you be poor somewhere really, really nice and not poor somewhere <laughs> quite grimy, which this village was. I won't tell you, I won't name check the village. Um, so pin, they're literally blindfolded, pinning them out with the idea that the nearest place of outstanding natural beauty was where we would go. So they did that, pinning them out, and um, the nearest place was the Gower Peninsula. So that summer, it was the summer of 1976, so I'll have been 14. It was just all in the car with camping stuff down to the peninsula. We were down on the on the on Flangeneth Beach, which is one of their big surfing beaches. Um, it was that really hot summer as well, 1976. Mm -hmm. We had a great time with F2 weeks. We all loved it. Um, and they just got chatting to the farmer 
local farmer and um, said we're planning to moving and he had a spare cottage on his land um, and two weeks later we we're all back in a van moving down to the Gower Peninsula. Um, there we go. Um, what a story. <laughs> at, a, at that point in your life did you think one day I'll make an even greater well, impact on this place. No, I mean, but uh, but we, so I didn't live in the. I didn't really live too much because we lived on the peninsula, on the Gower Peninsula. But I obviously went to school in Swansea, mm. uh, and we uh, and I was, I was trying to get to that. Well, I did my O levels and A levels there, so um, it was that period when you kind of 16, 17, you start going to all the concerts. And stuff. So we did. Me and my friends did visit the city, uh, and it was very vibrant. Actually, the music scene was really, really good uh, uh, back there. Back, back then, I had decided I wanted to do architecture uh, at that point, obviously. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I hadn't. I mean, it's, it's great to be going back and also seeing it through a kind of grown-up lens. You know, seeing a city as a kid is one thing. It's just where you live and, and something's pass you by. But going back again and, and reflecting on it, um, and you can see, uh, uh, you know, see the, um, lots about the city that perhaps I missed when I was, when I was there as a kid. But, um, but no, dead excited, really pleased to be be uh, engaged with City. And, I, and actually, Damien, I was going to say earlier that um, in, as, as a business, you know, we've done large-scale regeneration projects in lots of places around the country, but we've never really looked at city scale. This is the first time we're, we're working with a, with a partner, with the city as a partner, to look at it as a city scale. Um, so rather than just looking at one area and thinking about the narrative for that, we're actually looking at the whole the whole city narrative, and how and and the future narrative and where that can go, and how we can help shape that, and how each of the sites within the portfolio that we're dealing with the city can kind of kind of work towards delivering that narrative. So I think for us it's a very exciting kind of new scale of opportunity as well. Well, it is exciting, and I'll, I'll look forward to um, keeping a, a close eye on the project and perhaps seeing you both in Swansea sometime soon. But Jonathan, David, uh, thank you very much for that. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. I told you it was a good story. It will be fascinating to see how Swansea develops in the years ahead. As we came off microphone, Falkingham talked about what makes a livable city the characteristics that define a place that you might want to live, study, work and play in. Swansea, he said, has them all. Thanks for listening.